0: Let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast shifting inside out hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We're diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift, inspiring topics, hacks and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power and living a purpose filled life. I'd like to invite you into a special episode where we talk with Annalise Griffith about her journey around finding happiness and joy in her daily life. It has not always been easy and she found herself a few years ago at a breaking point where loss upon loss upon loss was stacking up and what she was able to find coming out of that place in her life was that there were a lot of really great joys that she found in her day-to-day. She also discovered new talents and hobbies and underlying all of this improvement in her happiness became a much more confident person not only in her personal life but also in her professional life. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode as you listen. You can find me on LinkedIn at Angie Belts McCourt, on Instagram at Angie McCourt, or Twitter at McCourtAngie. So without further ado, let's
1: hear from Annalise. Uh.
0: Annalise, welcome to Shifting Inside Out. I'm so grateful to have you on this episode. To get started, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Annalise Griffith, and I'm currently in Hernando, Mississippi, which is a super small town. Um, but I've been here a couple years and originally from Florida, the Tampa Bay Area, born and raised. and um I'm here with my wonderful husband, Frankie, and our two puppies, and uh, we've got a little boy on the way that'll be here in about eight weeks. Um, As far as what I do for work, I'm currently working for Cisco, and I'm a change manager in their digital marketing area. Um, Really exciting work, exciting time to be in change management. So much of the business and how we do things are changing, Um, and yeah, outside of that, just uh, you know, enjoy family and um, love to sing and play the piano and, you know, a number of other hobbies that keep me busy too.
0: Love it. That's awesome. And I forgot that you are pretty much a semi-professional singer. Yes. We'll have to talk (laughs) about that in the episode. Yes. (laughs) So on top of that, let's do a couple of quick round questions so the audience can get to know you. Um, So what is your morning ritual or routine?
1: So I am honestly not a morning person. I, um, I don't know. I'm just not, I don't like getting up in the (laughs) morning. (laughs) Um, so my ritual is not a whole lot. I do like to wake up before Frankie and have like some moments to myself. Um, and really what that looks like is just kind of setting my intentions for the day. So both for work and personally, what are those key priorities for the day? And, Just kind of having some quiet time to focus on, you know, what I'm grateful for, Um, you know, just sometimes if I'm up early enough, you know, read a chapter of a book, just kind of have some peaceful moments to myself. Mm,
0: That's awesome. You actually do have a ritual there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not much of one. I don't work out in the morning or, you know, Uh, all the things.
0: (laughs) But you do have some, so that's awesome. And then how do you renew your energy, especially now being in your third trimester? If anything has changed with your pregnancy and renewing energy, share those as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So actually, one of the things over the past year and a half that has been a huge energy renewal for me is working out, not in the morning. (laughs) Um, But a few evenings a week, I take um, a variety of different classes at a local gym. And just something about that dedicated time to my physical health just puts me in such a great headspace and um, just kind of gives me energy to to kind of finish out my day i work out in the afternoon and then it's like okay now i can do dinner and do the things and um so that's been a big one and actually i i don't work out as much now that i'm in my third trimester so it's turned into more like at home stretching and walks throughout the day and and kind of just lighter exercise to still get that um but in a modified way mm-hmm. <clears throat> And then um, the other thing is just really tuning into things that I'm interested in. Um, So I love to play the piano, for example. We actually recently got a piano. I haven't had one in my own home for years. (laughs) So, um, So I'm rusty, but it just something about tapping into something you enjoy and that creativity and just doing something um just really works for me it just sets me in a really great mindset so even like a break between meetings i'll go play a song on the piano and come back and i just feel renewed um so things like that i i've got a lot of things i like to do cooking um i like to paint and draw but i'm terrible at it So, you know, just something that gets me feeling creative, I think, is really a big renewal for me. Mm,
0: I love that. I love that. And then what about um, a guilty pleasure?
1: (laughs) Oh, um, so because I love to cook, I I love some indulgent recipes. That is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, All things cheesy. Like, Mm -hmm. I love all the cheese. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a savory person. Um. And then also love some reality TV, all the drama, which I shouldn't admit to, but it's the truth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Oh, you know, and and it's so amazing too, because even, you know, the um, music and singing and and the things that you enjoy with cooking, um, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this episode. Because I remember a few years ago, you and I had a conversation about tapping into creativity and how do you spark creativity. And one of the things that you had started doing was writing a blog um, about things that brought you joy. And it was, I felt like this pursuit of happiness, but in a way that was grounded um, as well as um, realistic, you know, and I think a lot of times we chase this pursuit of happiness and we think it has to be grandiose i know i was one of those people before and you really opened my eyes a lot to the fact that you know the small joys in life are really super important and they actually do bring the happiness on a regular basis so i was hoping that maybe you could share your journey with us because i think that um you know it's important for Um, people to have just different points of view of, you know, maybe that grandiose pursuit of happiness isn't necessarily the best way to pursue, but they have it at their grasp. They have it at their fingertips. It's right in front of them. Um, And maybe there are some examples and, and some shares that you can give as well in your, in your examples.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the pursuit of happiness or joy for me actually started in a very negative place. Um, So a few years ago, I just, I was in a really rough um, time in my life. We had moved away from friends and family and I had never been away from all of my friends and family. (laughs) Um, So that was just this huge change. And um, on top of that, just my husband and I were going through fertility issues and finally did get pregnant only to go through a miscarriage and then I had both of my grandparents on my mom's side die and just like a series of just really depressing, awful things happen back to back. Mm -hmm. And you know, I found myself in this constant cycle of grief and sorrow that I just couldn't get out of. It was this loop that just wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't go away. So what I started to do was I started to just look for simple things every day, you know, like anything as small as like, I went and got cheesecake and it was super delicious. We have a local (laughs) cheesecake shop that is to die for, (laughs) but it really, for me, started with it could be the smallest thing a stranger smiled at me as i walked into the store and starting to be mindful about keeping track of those little bits of joy throughout my day i you know over time just started to notice this big change in me Mm -hmm. all of a sudden i was seeing more joy than i was seeing all this sorrow that was bringing me down Mm -hmm. and that's really what started the blog that i began writing was I saw this huge impact it was having on my life. And I felt like, how could I not share this with somebody else who might be struggling, too? And I also it was also in part selfish where writing is something I enjoy. So turning to that passion was another way that I was finding joy, Um, was turning to something that I had loved that I had kind of put on the back burner. Um, And in fact, I. I did that in a lot of different areas, so I started, that was when I started picking up an exercise routine, which became super impactful in my life. Um, I started um, meditating, which I had never tried before. (laughs) So it was in part trying new things that helped identify new joy for me, trying new recipes, trying new activities, but it was also turning back to passions I had had previously, like, singing, for example, so I auditioned for our Memphis Symphony uh, has a choir that sings with the orchestra, so got into that, and, and then COVID happened and we stopped doing stuff, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. but it, it got me back to that passion. And I think it. I just took such a proactive, mindful effort to look for that joy starting with simple things, but then actively turning to passions of mine, as well as just new things that helped me find new joy too.
0: And then throughout, you know, COVID, especially where, you know, it's, it's a lack of engagement and connection and then not being able to pursue, you know, some of those other things, what kind of adjustments have you made to still continue to find those joys? Because I think everybody kind of is trying to figure that out and they're like, okay, things are just not really going back to the old normal. So what does the new normal look like? What are some of those new joys that you found?
1: Yeah. So after realizing, okay, we can't do the singing thing anymore. I I started turning more to cooking because that had been a big interest for me. So I started just you know, trying new recipes all the time, um, learning new techniques and, and that really started a huge, exciting thing for me. (laughs) I think part of it too was like, part of my grief was losing my grandmother Mm -hmm. and she was very, very good and wonderful at cooking and baking. And it felt like it was also connecting me with a part of her too. Mm -hmm. so I just kind of adjusted I just said you know what the singing thing isn't really working out right now let me turn to a different passion and see where that leads me Mm -hmm. and I think a big thing I would call out is just patience because it Mm -hmm. took a lot of trial and error to figure out what are those right activities and it's changed over time like Mm -hmm. I'm less into the cooking now but because I have a piano I'm super into that so it's just you know kind of being patient with yourself while you figure out what's right for you and also that flexibility and openness to adjust Mm -hmm. when maybe it isn't right or maybe COVID happened and you can't do it right now.
0: And um, I know one of the things you and I had talked about, because you were very big into travel and exploring and and adventures that you and Frankie would go on prior to COVID, but what are there um, things that you've been able to do still, at maybe smaller scale, um, especially being located where you are, cause I'm sure you have lots of, you know, parks and, and, and whatnot around you. Are there any other things that you found new that have kind of replaced that adventurous side that you guys had and have? Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> so it definitely a smaller scale. <laughs> um, we've stuck more to things we can drive to and just kind of, it's kind of made it more fun to research, honestly, because it's. You know finding kind of smaller off the beaten trail destinations that aren't like you know like before we we took a trip to chicago right which is a huge city with a massive list of things you can do um where like you know middle of nowhere alabama <laughs> is, <laughs> is a little less um researched right so we we definitely have found more um you know uh, parks and and just kind of more nature destinations than like big cityscapes or big kind of tourist trap attractions we've kind of gotten more creative with let's go to this new small place Um, we actually because of that love of these trails and some of the things we got an interest in um, got a new vehicle that's better suited for like off-roading stuff so that we can take even more complex trails in the car. And so it's actually kind of been nice. I think it's opened up a new interest for both of us.
0: Oh, that's so awesome! I love it. I love it. You can still be adventurous even if it's not the way it used to be. For now, um, but that's so cool. I love that. And then you adopted a couple of fur babies. Was oh, that last yes. year, or the year before? Yeah. Talk talk uh, to us about those
1: little guys, little girls. <laughs> before, um, and I apologize if you hear them at any point because they are rowdy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that actually, they um, adopting them has been one of the biggest uh, joys in both of our lives, because especially after losing a child and just the struggle to start a family for so long, our house just felt very empty. And Mm -hmm. I think bringing new life, even though it wasn't what we wanted into our home just made such a difference. Like Mm -hmm. they just they bring an energy and an, and an excitement into the house that has just been life-changing quite honestly mm. they they are <laughs> they're my babies like mm. they got you know a bunch of christmas presents and all the things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um they are spoiled rotten that's for sure but but yeah i think they just they made such an impact and also um i love that we adopted them versus like You know going to a breeder because there's just so many animals without loving homes and Mm -hmm. um one of the dogs we adopted it's a mom and a daughter but um the mom was old enough to remember the cruel situation Mm -hmm. she was in they were adopted from a cruelty case like police Mm -hmm. were involved it's a whole thing um and just kind of seeing her find her comfortability after coming out of such a horrible situation was such a cool experience to be a part of to know that like not only have they helped us in this incredible way, mm-hmm. but to see them find their happiness and home and safety. So highly recommend for babies. Oh, <laughs> <They're> just wonderful.
0: <laughs> I completely agree. And I think too the healing journey, animals in nature just have some really strong medicinal type of, uh, of, of healing over humans for sure. Yeah. I've felt Felt that on my own journey as well. So, um, as far as, you know, some of the things that you can share, um, as far as your exploration, some things you knew already that you, you know, really in the pursuit of happiness that you already knew brought you happiness or brought you joy in your day, as you were pursuing kind of learning more, like what were some of the things that you explored or how, what can you share with the audience as far as in the listeners, what they can maybe do just to kind of say, you know, am I interested in something else? You know, what about this? What about that? What, how did you approach it?
1: yeah to be honest it was a lot of googling um (laughs) (laughs) you know there's so much wonderful like one of the great things i see about the internet and books and you know all these great resources we have at our fingertips all the time is there's this wealth of information of here's things to try Mm -hmm. so that's honestly where it started for me was okay, I'm in this really rough place. How do I find more joy in my day-to-day life? And Mm -hmm. it definitely started with just a list of things on the internet. It was okay. Working out and like physical health and activity was a big one that I kept Mm. seeing consistently. So I was like, you know what? That's never really been my thing, (laughs) Uh but, um, but let me try it. And, what i found is that it wasn't that it wasn't my thing it was that honestly i hadn't found the right physical activity or workout for me (laughs) so once i did it was this um it was this wonderful moment where i realized this works for me so for me that happened to be kind of like less cardio intensive and more like flexibility and strength training Mm -hmm. type exercises Mm mm-hmm so finding that, I think, was a big thing and just that openness of let me let me try something, even though it didn't work before, too. So, yeah, it was starting with what what have other people said has worked for them and learning from that. And I think to just try it all like mm-hmm. you never know what's going to stick. So, you know, I didn't know that I would end up liking bar as a workout, but I do. (laughs) Or that I would end up super enjoying baking because I had always enjoyed cooking, but not really baking. And I was like, you know what, let's give it a try. And I really enjoyed it. So I think it's an openness to just try a lot of things and see what sticks.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and even like you said, you know, some things, kind of come in and then they go out and something else can come in, but the more exposure you have to the different types of, of, you know, whether it's hobbies or activities or just routines, you know, and, and, and shared rituals or routines that people have, which is why we asked that question on this podcast um, is to, is to share, you know, because people are always looking for something new to try. Um, it's interesting because, you know, one of the things that you had mentioned um early in, in your in your journey in the story was um the thing that kind of got you shifted from the the state of, of grief and loss to the state of mindfulness really is is where um I kind of heard that coming out was noticing and appreciating the little things. And you know, the phrase stop and smell the roses roses it sits so strongly with me because I feel like we're in such a robotic mode of do, 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 do all day long, every day. And it's not, it creates an unhappiness because we don't feel very fulfilled. And, you know, even the smallest things of acknowledgement and being seen seeing others kindness sharing that exchange those types of things really do impact us as humans cuz that's part of you know who we are why we're here so i think it's important that it's it doesn't have to be this grandiose set of things either you know it can be those small things and it can be just shifting your state depending on where you are today to getting to that mindfulness and then getting into you know, that state of every day, you know, finding and seeking those joys and and, and doing things that bring you joy and happiness. So I think that that was a really strong message that I heard early on in in your journey there, that for many folks is probably a great starting point, you know, for them. And, you know, when, when I think about just those small little things, like, I love looking out my window and and watch the hummingbirds Mm -hmm. come up to the hummingbird feeder like it is I stop what I'm doing and I watch them and some people might think that oh come on you know you can't be productive but you know what as soon as I go back to whatever I was doing I am clear-headed. I am energized. There is just something to having those little joys, like you said, taking your walks throughout the day, taking a break, going and playing a song on the piano, disrupting your brain from the robotic mode of what we're doing all day long. I think um, also it gives it space, it gives it room, it gives us room to you know open, be creative, re-energize, um, decompress, you know whatever it is needed to get us then, you know, kind of back into our groove again and going. Are there any other things that you can think of that you can suggest or that you have actually found work really well?
1: Yeah, actually, you made me think of something. Um, So the thought of like looking out the window, right? Like maybe you have a certain view in your house that like that window is your window. (laughs) Um, Something visual to be able to kind of turn through, turn to throughout the day, I think it's just so wonderful, even to position that as your workspace, if you can, to kind of rearrange. For me, the kind of visual thing I like to have around all the time is actually fresh flowers on the kitchen counter. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. I just, I love flowers. so. (laughs) So having them there, visible, in a space that I'm gonna walk by all the time, makes a really big difference. It just makes me smile and Mm -hmm. makes me happy. And so I would say little things like that, you know, if it's a quote, you really love. um, For a while, when I was really struggling, I was I was putting affirmations and quotes all over the house, (laughs) just as like a, a reminder that like, you've got this and you're doing well, and you're going through this process. And also a reminder of, you know, just, I think there's a lot of power in words. So seeing you know these really beautifully written quotes that were encouraging mm-hmm. or helping me just set my mindset in a better place made a difference. I think another one that I haven't touched on yet too is finding a way to help others. I think that made the a really big difference for me where I had been through all this this terrible stuff and had been in this awful place and when I started blogging and sharing my journey um, mostly around the fertility side of things because that's where a lot of my trauma and lack of joy was was in that whole experience Um, and when I started to share it just was amazing to me how many people reached out that I didn't know were also struggling and being able to be a support to them as somebody who was in this process of finding joy, despite a really hard circumstance, Mm -hmm. um, just really made me feel like, you know, maybe all of this is for a reason. I know maybe that sounds cheesy, but Mm -mm. it, it felt like, okay, maybe this is my purpose in this is to be able to support somebody else Mm -hmm. and the condition that causes my fertility issues is called PCOS and um, the other thing I did was I started contributing to an organization that helps look at research for that health condition and really provides a lot of resources for patients that are dealing with that diagnosis so that was another way where I found I was helping people through supporting an organization that um, that I believed in, and has this beautiful mission, and is supporting people just like me all over the world. So I actually this past year served on their board, and that like that was just another layer of being able to help people through something that had caused me a lot of pain and a lot of hurt, but you know, being able to take that and turn it into Mm. something purposeful was, was really beautiful. Mm, I
0: love that. And I think, you know, I've always found too, that whenever we're in a bad place or in a low place, um, the more we can kind of turn it around and, you know, shine a light outward to others um, versus kind of, Retracting into darkness, or, you know, our our own internal, you know, expectation of the grief and sorrow that we're supposed to live in is um, when we turn it around and we shine that light on others. That's um, probably one of the most impactful from a purpose, from a fulfilling, um, from a joyful perspective of anything that we can do, like on our own for ourselves. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think. A lot of times people forget that. (laughs) They forget Mm -hmm. that part and they forget how gratitude, um, you know, and, and just having a gratitude practice, I call it. Living thankful, I think, also opens kind of the energy for joy and happiness daily. When you're in that space, you're in that mindset, you're in that open heart type of living. I think that really does actually open it up for even more and for you to realize and recognize more so yeah. yeah yeah thank you for it definitely
1: sharing. did for me and i think i think too it just helps you realize that you're not alone in feeling the way you're feeling too like being more honest and transparent about how i was feeling what i was struggling with i met so many people that like were also sitting alone in that struggle and being able to become support for each other just it's just a wonderful thing to be able to support another person. And I think it also selfishly reminds you you aren't alone and Mm -hmm. um, can help you in that side of things, too, where grief, sorrow, depression, all of that can put you in such an isolating place. Mm -hmm. And for me opening up, I realized I'm not isolated. There's Mm -hmm. plenty of other people experiencing these challenges too. And so I, I think it also is a good way to to remove the isolation of that type of feeling.
0: Yeah. I also view kind of your acts of, of sharing as very bold and courageous because like you said, there's so many people that you didn't even know were also struggling because I think especially um, in, you know, fertility, that everybody feels like they're on their own and there isn't an open kind of forum and support system and sharing. It's like a lot of people really suffer in their own journey. Um, Maybe even on their own, like, you know, their spouse isn't even really connected into what they're going through. And so just the fact that you came out and started talking about your journey too, I find very bold and courageous and I think it's beautiful. So kudos to you and that. And like you said, there there were, I'm sure, way more people than you even know that you impacted in a positive way. So it's awesome. I love that.
1: Thank you. That yeah. makes
0: me happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it was hard. It's, you know, like looking back on it now, it doesn't feel as bold and courageous. But at the time, I was terrified to be so open about a topic that honestly isn't talked about a whole lot. And Mm -hmm. there's this just kind of discomfort around it, yet it impacts so many people. So you're right, there were tons of people in my life that I had no idea were going through the same things. And um, I I think what was most exciting was to see other people find their bold and their courageous and even be able to share with family like there were some people who hadn't even talked to their family about everything they were going through and were getting the questions of oh when are you going to have kids and all this pressure and Mm -hmm. um so i you know now it's now that i've done it and i've been very open i can't imagine not doing that Mm -hmm. um but it definitely was scary at first and i would just encourage anybody to to speak up and you never know what somebody else is going through. And I think that's what I learned is I felt like it was just me in this terrible situation. And I learned there were so many other people that were also in it and weren't saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I would just hugely advocate for speaking up, sharing what you're feeling. I think there's just so much power in being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being open and transparent, I think it has served me well in so many ways. It's brought so many people into my life that I don't think I would have the same closeness to if it mm-hmm. weren't for saying, Hey, here's what's going on with me. Um, and it's just, it's been so worth it.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I love that. One of the things too, that I've noticed about you on your journey is your confidence has increased and you know I, I called out the bold and courageous you know I called out the the you know seeking your creativity and and um, creating creating your blog which is you know was beautiful but I I've, I've, I see this building blocks of confidence in you over the years that I've known you and and I feel like I just had a click in my head, like you know, maybe confidence has also something to do with your with happiness and joy, and opening it up to finding and you know just knowing that hey, you know, I'm going to go figure something out. I'll find some. I'll find a way. I'll find something that'll make me happy. I'll find some joy in my day, um, you know. And and confidence. I think you know when I when I look at. Lower confidence, when I look at um, you know all of us have dealt with low self-esteem at some point in our lives, mm-hmm. we're it's a struggle to find that joy. It's a struggle to find that happiness because in those instances, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of doubt and there's a lot of dwelling, honestly, that can happen in you know, just making even small moves or small decisions. So, what are your thoughts on the tie between confidence and that happiness building?
1: Um, absolutely, they're connected. And I like I see the change in myself over the last few years, too, where when I kind of started on this journey, I was in a terribly low place with self-esteem, um you know, as I'm sure you can imagine. You know, as a woman, you know, one of the things you hope for most people hope for is motherhood and knowing like your body isn't giving you the ability to do that and losing a baby and just all of that. I just, I hated my body and (laughs) so much about myself and as I started to look at joy in my life, it just started to make me see myself differently too. And Honestly, I think a big change in like the self-esteem as far as like how I look and how I feel about myself physically was working out. That Mm -hmm. for me, like to see my body do new stretches that I couldn't do when I first started, or, you know, being able to lift heavier weights or seeing like progress Mm -hmm. and the capability of my body through that was really empowering. So I would say if you're somebody that's struggling on like the the self-esteem as far as like how you feel about the way you look or your body and what it's capable of, that made just such a transformative difference for me. And I you know, I haven't hit some magical goal weight number. To be honest, I don't even really pay attention to the scale. <laughs> it's more about I feel and Mm -hmm. I feel empowered and I feel confident and better about me and Mm -hmm. how I look and all of that. I think on the the confidence scale too, there's just something about seeing yourself tap into new things and, you know, in some cases I did well at them and, (laughs) you know, that's definitely a confidence boost when it's like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And also, too, I think, you know, the challenge of the whole process, right, like to go from this really rough place to get to this point where I'm starting to see little bits of joy and then ultimately to the place I'm in now where I feel like this pursuit of happiness has been reached. I've found it mm-hmm. in all the little joys of my life. and. Mm-hmm. I think going through that process and seeing yourself come through it is a big confidence builder, too. And it certainly showed up, I think it shows up in a lot of areas, but definitely at work. I would say I, I typically am a more reserved, soft-spoken person. And as I started to be more vocal and share my voice more in my personal life, I noticed I was more confident at work and speaking up and just how I showed up there was even different. So it, it translates not just to your personal life, certainly to your professional life too. So I just feel like you're right. There's so many connections here, right? Confidence went mm-hmm. to joy and, mm-hmm. you know, how this journey plays out isn't just about you and how you show up personally. It's about all of you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Oh, that is beautiful. (laughs) Uh, I don't even think that, I don't think we should go on. Like that was like the mic drop ending.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. That
0: was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I would like to ask you though, and thank you so much for, um, your shares. I know, you know, like you said, most people have a hard time talking about these things. And you're talking about this with a group of listeners that you don't even know most of them. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate your vulnerability because I really do feel that a lot of things we see, it's, oh, this person is so happy over here. But
1: Mm -hmm. what was their
0: struggle to get there? What was their journey to get there? What was the path to get there? Um, And I feel like you really, you know, shared such a beautiful story of vulnerability and also growth and exploration. And, you know, really just um, flexibility, you know, and how you approached all of that as well. So thank you for sharing. Um, I would like to ask you, if you have any call outs that you would like to share whether it's a company an organization or nonprofit products books anything like that
1: yeah um so a couple of books um born to shine by ashley lemieux is one of the ones that like helped with this whole confidence joy journey there's also um you know not selfishly i'm also plugging for your book because it was (laughs) wonderful (laughs) and i see how so much of what i just talked about is also there right it's all about i think finding joy a lot of that is being your authentic self so Mm -hmm. i i just feel like the two topics tie together very beautifully um and then i'll call out to the organization i mentioned earlier pcos challenge Um, that supports women with PCOS. It's just a really wonderful organization, very near and dear to my heart. Um, So just a a plug for them and and the work they do.
0: And I will include um, their website link um, and a little bit of information in the show notes for folks too. And then also the social media posts too. Um, But that, yeah, that, that is beautiful. And I just am so proud of you too, for joining their board. Um, I think a lot oh, of times, you. yeah, a lot of times we feel, oh, well, I can support an organization, but I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm too young for, you hear this, I'm too young for a board position or I'm too busy to do a board position or I'm too mm-hmm. this or too that. But honestly, like a lot of the board positions can bring a lot of joy, like just being involved in a company and in an organization or a nonprofit can really give you a sense of joy as well and purpose, you know, and yeah. I'm proud of you for doing that. It's awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been (laughs) life-changing.
0: Yes, yes. And see, confidence booster too.
1: (laughs) Yes, always. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: That's awesome. Annalise, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and um, so excited about the little one coming. And, you know, please, please send pictures. Cannot wait. I will. Keep me posted on how everything's (laughs) going.
1: (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much, Angie. I'm so glad I got to share on this platform.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for joining. Bye-bye. All
1: right. Bye.